Hello and welcome to Super Woo Radio in the next generation. And uh, I'm here with a incredible guest today. I've uh, known Katya for the guest is Katya Trost. I've known Katya for some time now and I am super, super excited. We're going to do a really genuine deep dive into health, into physiology, into the multidimensional nature of physiology, into the intricate workings of what makes the body tick, um, how do we achieve synergy, how do we achieve a greater awareness of our, literally the construct of our vessel in, uh, in the way we are incarnated here on earth and how does our vessel, the relationship of our vessel relate to our world, to our food, to our joy, to our love, to our worry, to our stress and all of that dance that happens inside the body with all of those things and so much more. So let's, uh, let's take a wonderful journey and I'd love to introduce to you now Katja Trost, all the way from Germany. How are you? I'm great, George. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. Now, what part of Germany are you speaking to us from? Uh, from Northern Germany. Yeah. Oh, lovely. Okay. So now, um, you know, we've done a big small talk back in the old world, you know? Yeah, uh, yeah. Thanks. seems so long ago now, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> and that was fantastic. And I mean, you got the attention of so many people. Now, um, I've grown a lot since we did this last big small talk and now we're back in Super Woo Radio Land. And because we're in Super Woo Land, I mean, we're talking Super Woo. We don't talk ordinary woo. We talk Super Woo, right? So I'm just going to let you give you full permission to take this in any direction you would like to take it and go as far Whoa. as you possibly want to. No, seriously, <laughs> we're, we're all about earthly and cosmic adventures and universal adventures and beyond. So let's go okay. for it. The first thing I'd love though for you to do is, can you give us a brief bio so people understand yeah. where you're coming from when you're explaining this? Yeah, yeah. So a brief bio. Okay, so I am a licensed naturopath and trauma therapist. And I also went to law school. And by now I understand why I had to learn all these things, uh, mostly to discard all of them. But I have learned in law school how the universe works through contracts and I think we agree on that and I have learned that most naturopathic methods don't work and although I'm a, na a naturopath myself I was never really happy with how things go and I, I never I never reached satisfaction I never thought that things were really working out for my clients and for a long time I felt as an imposter I thought that, yeah, that I was, you know, I shouldn't even be selling what I'm doing. And I was always wondering, why do people keep going back to practitioners and they're happy with so little? And there are two sides to that. I mean, one side is that most people are not really interested to really heal because it takes a lot of courage to heal. And it's uh, connected to growth. 
and uh, people are very afraid to grow and we'll probably get into that later and the other part was that people weren't connecting the dots i mean there's a ton of information out there and you need to find it it's not in books so there's not one book you can read that will tell you the things that i'm telling you so i had to kind of go through the internet go through books go through my own experience as you know an interplanetary soul and someone who just has a very vivid memory of how the human body should feel so when i was born already i knew that the body i was born into was not the kind of human that i was used to and of course when i was a baby love i could make statement. sense out of this oh, you know i just love that statement i i love how you saying not the kind of body i'm used to you know yeah so you already had the knowledge of how a human yeah. being should feel and and not just yeah. a human but an earth human yeah 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 and um so of course i can really make sense out of this when i was a baby and that's the problem because little human babies they have to go through a certain evolution to be able to really harness what they know to harness you know all their spiritual powers and their physical powers and so i was just very frustrated with my body when i was little and for a long time i rejected it something that many people do you know and now it's all coming together and i'm really finding out why i had the experiences that i had when i was little why i incarnated into the family that i incarnated into why i have my abilities and what it is that we're actually here to do from a perspective of health and evolution development and i think that's what it takes to really transform the matrix from within because I don't think that fighting the matrix is an option. It doesn't do anything because fighting something means you're giving the power away. You are basically uh, making yourself a victim and that's exactly what we're not supposed to do. So how do I take my power back? And that was the crucial question. That was my personal quest. And um, I had to learn and study so many things to understand that and how it all integrates and timing is often the most important thing. So one method, so to say, can be great at some point and completely wrong at another point. Mm. And I kind of identified uh, what is, I call it the, the false light paradigm in health. And I believe that most naturopathy and most you know, holistic therapies, they are part of this paradigm and it's very subtle and it's all we know. So it is so hard to really understand what's going on because we're so immersed into it. You know, we're, we're so programmed and entrained to behave in a certain way, to expect certain things. And that's the problem. So yeah. it's very hard for me to talk about these things because they make so much sense to me and they make so much sense to others. But in order for them to really understand what I'm talking about and to really live what I'm talking about, that's the hardest thing most people ever did. I'm not kidding, including myself. Well, you know, for you to be able to find words and to voice what it is you want to share, like I, I'm just, uh, 
like I said earlier, you can take this as far as you want. And it's, you know, even your deepest concepts, um, even if you feel like, you know, a lot of us aren't going to quite grasp them on some level, we will. Yeah. And, and it'll bleed through with time. And, you know, with the community that you're aware of, you know, the We Are Infinite community, there's some pretty cluey people in there. And I'm sure a lot of people are going to um, at least kind of grasp what you're saying. Now, the, the, what I loved about what you just said was how we've been programmed into thinking a certain way, operating exactly. a certain way, being a certain way. And, yeah, I often talk about how we're living through an alter, which is a alter personality programmed by the cultural yeah. narrative you know and we're not living the true essence or nature of our being so we've got these layers going on exactly you know, when we want to express so when we want to express from deep down inside of us and and we want that expression to emanate outwardly it starts out as the real thing deep down inside and then as it's coming yeah. out it, it, it's, it's it gets slanted this way and then slanted that way and twisted that way through all the layers of programming be they genetic yeah um be be they just uh on a distorted ego level from what we yeah. have experienced or what we've accumulated through knowledge and belief systems in this lifetime yeah or be they deeper as in um what are we bringing through from life out there to this incarnation yeah and they are the themes entrenched in our subconscious mind which are the themes that we need to work through in this lifetime in yeah. order to create a healing on a much grander scale of our being, you know? Yeah. And so there's all these layers going on there as to yeah. how we express ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe that they're not random. And one thing I want to really make clear when I said people don't get it, I'm not saying they're stupid. I'm just saying that we're all so programmed in a certain way that we're not meant to get it. And the other thing is that we're humans. I mean, everybody who, not everybody, I mean, there are different species and whatever here, I know, but the human people here, um, you know, they have a certain biological uh, blueprint going on. And this blueprint, which makes us human, which is a wonderful thing, if you use it right you know if you have the right conditions this blueprint has been turned against us and this fact and i'm just going to put it out right here it's a symbiosis it means that every little human being the first step in every evolution of a human being is symbiosis and originally the state is meant as a state of love where you get love attention on all levels, you know, physical attention, biological imprinting with your parents, and it's supposed to be a very short period where you get all the good stuff to understand how it is to be human, because who knows where you're coming from, right? So you come into this world and your parents lovingly teach you, this is how to be human, this is how relationships work, you know, because later on, you need to be able to uh, have relationships and connect to people and you need to learn that by your parents and the symbiotic stage is supposed to teach you that really quickly you know on a mind level on an emotional level on a physical level so that's the theory however 
this doesn't work for 99.9%. So this stage that should have been really good and really, you know, give us everything we need, self-confidence and, you know, uh, teach us that we can trust the world, that we can trust ourselves. It's, it's frustrated. And this frustration is the most painful thing in a human's life. The most painful thing. We do everything. And I'm talking about myself here too. We do everything not to go into this pain. Everything and anything. The problem is if we don't get to the root cause of this pain, we can't grow because we can never reach other states of maturity. And I know that you and I were interested in spiritual maturity. Well, that's only the, I think, fifth step. Mm. I mean, what I'm talking about is, I mean, you, you're three years old when, when you should have reached a state of understanding, okay, I'm not merged with my mommy. I'm not merged with her. But most people don't ever leave that stage. And up to five years ago, I was super merged. And it doesn't mean that you don't have a highly evolved soul. You know, you can be this amazing soul and you can have all these uh, qualities, but you can't live it because you're, the reality of your nature is of being merged. And if you're merged, you have no personal power whatsoever. And you can't have power over yourself. Because think about little babies. They don't have power over themselves. They're not supposed to, you know. But if you're still in symbiosis, you will get caught in everything that's connected to it. And that means you're merged to basically everything, no matter if you cognitively want to or not. And that's that's the big thing. And understanding that cognitively is one thing. Going through that pain is, and I'm not kidding, the hardest thing I ever did. And it's the hardest thing that the people I'm working with as a practitioner, as a facilitator, it's the hardest thing they've ever gone through because you really need to see the nature of all your cages. You need to see reality. It's the true red pill that Neo had to take. It's not just, oh, I'm in a matrix. It's how is it? How am I connected to it? What kind of pain, you know, did I experience? And when you undo all these entrainments that you were talking about, you know, all this social stuff, personal stuff, belief systems, when you undo this, when you deprogram yourself in a certain order, order is incredibly important, yeah. then natural evolution will take place and you will go through all these maturity stages and the pinnacle of it is spiritual autonomy which we all want you know we're actually working towards that but we you know most of us still have underdeveloped uh other stages that they need to go through well you know one thing i absolutely love about what you shared with me uh, in the past and what you just mentioned now is how we have been suspended in this infantile state. Um, yeah. I find that absolutely fascinating because this is like, um, you know, it's, yeah, you call it the mummy wound. It's the daddy wound. It's the, you know, it's the parent wound that we all carry because, you know, when I look around now and I'm looking at how we're being treated by the system, 
you know, I'm seeing uh, a very serious issue, psychological issue that is playing out. And, um, you know, and, I, and I've talked about this in the monthly webinar. And it, basically, I've identified that the human race is suffering the Stockholm, the Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. And the system, you know, and, and, and we're being this uh, victim uh more the uh the childlike persona that needs to be controlled and dominated in an unhealthy narcissistic way basically not even sociopathic but psychopathic way as though that the human race has been uh i would say kidnapped it's been apprehended our development has been arrested arrested development um and and subjugated almost like you know someone kidnapping somebody taking them into into this cave underground or a cage underground yeah. and 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 holding them there and then imposing trauma based mind control on them and that's what's happened we've been plunged off the organic timeline into a distorted version of reality which is putting us in the cage and then this with all these laws and rules of and domination over the human race and so we're seeing the whole stockholm syndrome playing out because when all of this whole covid19 thing broke out and the crown virus um what i found was astonishing as to how many people who were so ready and willing to give their power over to this so-called authority that loves them, according to them, you know, that's going to feel safe and it's going to look after them. And because they've totally lost their capacity for critical thinking and, and autonomy. Right. So I'm, I'm seeing the Stockholm syndrome playing out all around me and it's very, very disconcerting. And that, perfectly perfectly dovetails in resonance with what you say in the sense of human race being held in this infantile suspended in this infantile state i would love for you to further elaborate your take on that because i find it absolutely astonishing what you have to say about it yeah and i mean that's just the tip of the iceberg, right? I mean, what we're seeing now with the crown virus is just a perfect, blatant example of what I'm talking about. But everything, everything we do can be connected to that. So every kind of relationship we have, I mean, imagine we're still merged. Most of us are still merged with our parents. If we're still merged with them, we can't distance ourselves. So everything we've been through in our childhoods. And personally, I don't know anybody who had a perfect childhood, nobody. And everything we went through is still a big thing in our lives. So we can't get rid of that feeling because we're merged. It's not possible to not feel what we felt in our childhood if we're still merged. It's just not possible. Our biology is still hooked to our parents. So I had a, I had a chat with a gentleman today and, um, you know, and he's in his mid-50s. And mm-hmm. the realisation hit him so hard today 
that he has been controlled by his mother his entire life and he yeah. needs to make the effort to uh, restructure the dynamic of that relationship. Some people might be calling it severing the cord or, you know, I call it disentanglement from, you know, yeah. cords that at a very unhealthy uh, feeding mechanism. Yeah. So um, yeah. I think this is a really good example when you have, and this is a lot, this is a big issue for a lot of people. I've worked through Every- my parental wounds, my mummy wounds, my daddy wounds. Right. You know, I had some big daddy wounds going on and I needed to work through those. And um, I really love the fact that I've been able to do that in my life and still doing it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not claiming perfection here. Yeah. Um, so can you elaborate further on that whole suspension of the human race in this infantile state? Yeah. So, I mean... Just imagine cosmic conquerors, right? They want to make it as elegant as possible because it's a lot better to have people not oppose the conquering, right? So they, yeah. they want to have a method that's imperceptible, that's long-lasting, and that perpetuates itself, right? So what do they do? They study human psyche and they think, okay, so what can we do uh, to subjugate the human race in a way that they keep themselves down? It gets passed down from generation to generation because imagine being merged means you're merged to every ancestor you ever had. Personally, I don't think that's a good thing. If we integrate you know, what these ancestors have done and choose what we want and what we don't want. That's puberty, a state that most people never get to. Choosing what's good for you and not good for you, okay? And then integrating the knowledge and going on. That's evolution. That's true integral evolution means you're at, you are at a certain step. You learn anything there's to learn about that certain step. You integrate the knowledge and that that previous step becomes incorporated into the next step and a new function will arise, okay? So these cosmic conquerors thought, okay, so what do we do? We go to the first step, the first step ever that people need to incorporate to be able to evolve. And that's symbiosis. That's the first uh, emotional state ever. And because it is so merged, it was so practical to apply uh, or so convenient for them to apply mind control methods to really turn love against us, you know, tell us that love is domination, that love is control. This is what we, most of us are entrained to accept. We accept that as love and love is freedom, is the freedom to be the person you are. This is what parents should be doing, right? They should see, okay, you're this wonderful soul. What do you need? What kind of support do you need to grow into the person you're meant to be? This is love, right? It doesn't happen. So that's the first step. And they did that over millennia um, to not give us the nutrients that we need to have a physical vessel. I mean, just on a very physical level, if we don't have the nutrition that we need, we don't have the energy we need, 
If we don't have the energy we need, there's no evolution without energy. So that's another big one that we should get into later. And so our nervous system, for most people, our nervous system isn't hooked up properly. And that's something nobody really knows about. I mean, I didn't know about that far into my naturopathic career, you know, and I'm just finding out like, wow, I mean, we all have so many deficits there. And if we have a neuro neurological deficit, it's very hard to break symbiosis. Mm. Even if you try it, and even if you, you know, have good facilitators, but if your nervous system isn't ready, if your nervous system knows about itself, it's still a baby how is evolution going to go on? It's just not possible. And it's so very, beautiful. Very good. <laughs> you know, it's wow. so, it's, it's so beautiful and it starts there. So it starts with symbiosis. It starts with jamming up our physical maturation, you know? And okay. So we have the situation, this ongoing dependency trauma. And like I said, frustrated symbiosis is the most painful thing ever. I know it's hard to grasp, but if you go there and if you start working on that, you, you start noticing what it is that you do not to go there. And, you know, there are tons of things. If I work with clients, if I go food shopping, you know, do I go on the streets and demonstrate against, you know, Corona stuff? Do I not do this? So all these questions are connected to, am I still merged or not? To whom? So we have the situation and in come the cosmic conquerors and they say, well, okay, wait a minute. So we have created this state of need. Okay. The state of ongoing need, because usually symbiosis, if it's fulfilled, it, it passes quickly, you know, by the age of three, you're mostly an independent individual until you're 21, you're still kind of merged with your parents, but you know, at 21 at the latest, you should be a grown up. And this doesn't happen. So we're super needy. Okay, we're super needy. And in come the cosmic conquerors, and they say, let's see what we can offer them mm -hmm. to be able to cover up that pain. And I think we all have heard of bliss, haven't we? <laughs> Cosmic and candy. <laughs> cosmic candy. And the promise someone will take care of you. I mean, if we're not talking God here, what is it? You know, so we exactly. kind of establish this mommy daddy figure who supposedly, and this is the assumption of symbiosis, we're getting stuff for free. Okay, because when you're in symbiosis, if you're a real child, you get free gratification without giving anything back. That's the definition of symbiosis. Now, guess what? Relationships don't work like that. Relationships are a mutual thing. You give something, you get something. And if you don't do that, you lose energy, which is what we do. We all lose energy. Okay. So we lose energy. We need to suck on other people to get our energy back. This is, this is if you're not able to really connect. Because this is what people need to learn. And most people are not prepared to have real relationships. Mm -hmm. And now comes God or whatever you call it and says, oh, you know, you're, you're getting free candy here. It's a lie, obviously, because, you know, universal law works 
everywhere. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't work that way. There is no free candy after. Yeah, because if energy flows anywhere in any direction, there needs to be a counterbalance. Yes. And an alter ego of that state. Yes. And, you know, we are told we're getting free mm -hmm. candy here and that we kind of deserve the free candy. We, we don't have to do anything. We just get free candy and everything's good. And that's a lie. It's a lie in our personal relationships. It's a lie in the universe because of course we're not getting free candy. You know, we, we might get a miracle here and there, but it's like money extortion. You know, I mean, if you pay money every month to the mafia and every once in a while they come by and they kind of throw a party. Yeah. yeah. How great is that? Yeah. You know, and they steal our energy and we give it over to them because we're so desperate for the candy. We're so desperate to be drugged. I hate just to put it like that. No, that's a we're very, so, very good concept because that's, you know, you know I've used it all. Well. Yeah, we're so desperate yeah. for it. So we're tricked out of our power because if we don't evolve, we don't learn how to claim our power. And that's intended because we stay dependent. We just give away our power and they prevent us from getting to where we should be going as creator beings and they suck away our energy and we're subjugated great and they don't even have to do much about it it's perfect brilliantly put i just love that that summary and um <laughs> i'm finding that the programs of dependency that they're creating so they, they really enforce dependency perpetuate dependency you know, and, and lately what's been happening with this whole crown virus thing is absolutely absurd. Uh, there was a, another gentleman I spoke to today and he was saying that he went in for some operations and, and he explained that, um, you know, the, um, the nurses in the hospital and everything, like the hospital's empty and all the nurses and all that, they're not wearing masks, they're not even doing the whole social distancing thing. They're all shoulder to shoulder working and talking, yeah. they're, they're walking around like we always have, you know, yeah. and, yeah. um, and, and, and the nurses and the doctors actually said to this gentleman, the whole thing's hyperinflated. Yeah. Right. Um, because you know, there, there's, there's just not the cases and they're fudging the numbers and it's all made yeah. up, you know, basically yeah, yeah. to serve some other agenda. And, yeah. uh, and he was absolutely astounded. He was shocked, you know, and then outside the hospital on the public face, there's all these rules and regulations, but then inside is just like, you know, everything's still functioning as it used to before yeah. uh, this yeah. whole scenario played out. So, and these are the people that know, I mean, they work in the field. So yeah. uh, <clears throat> I'm finding that, these programs of dependency that are being created now using this trauma-based mind control um, is, is having an impact on our health in so many ways. Yeah. And what I wanted to talk to you about is, um, is you have a really deep knowledge. I'm not going to say what that is, right? Because of, uh, it has to do with, um, you know, your heritage, right? So yeah. I'm going to let you explain as much of that as you would like. And because a lot of the trauma-based mind control systems that we're um, experiencing when we're receiving in now, um, you know, like when I follow my family lineage back, 
and it goes yeah. through the patriarchal priestly kings of the Byzantine era, right? Yeah. Uh, and and um, uh, and that's on one side of the family. The other side of the family goes back to uh, the city of Constantinople around the Creed of Nicaea. Yeah. So there's a lot yeah. going on in my system. And you've got a similar thing going on where if you track your heritage, there's it leads back to a lot of this stuff, right? Yeah. Um, now, out of full respect to you, you share as much or as little as you like in regards to that um, yeah. because I think it's important for people to understand not only are you coming from this from the point of view of it's your um, vocation in life, yeah? Yeah. But there's a passion there. There's a yeah. flame, there's a fire there, uh, which stems from a heritage. And yeah, um, and yeah so I'm just going to hand it over to you yeah. and uh, just let you say as much and a little as you like about that. Yeah, because I yeah. think it's fascinating and it, hel- it helps people understand how it is you have this inherent knowledge about all of this as well. Because yeah. where we're going to go to, and especially with one particular subject, I've had a fascination in this area. It's been bugging me for ages. I've got friends who will tell you, why do you keep talking about this, George? We can't see the link. We don't get it. And I'm like, yeah. no, there's a freaking link. I know it. I know it. It's there. It's there. It's there. And then I was speaking to Katya the other day and boom, boom. She yeah. connected the dots. The link has been made. And I'm just like, yes. I knew it. Yeah. So all of this is all yeah. intertwined. So let's go yeah. on a very adventurous journey into yeah. some pretty serious super work. Yeah. So, well, actually, I had this urge to talk to George. Yeah. And I just knew I had to do that. And, um, and I knew it, it should be in a couple of weeks. And I just knew I had to do that and it was right. So I just love the way things work, you know, because I knew that some of the information, I mean, I've been working on this kind of stuff for a while and I knew that it wasn't the right time to really, you know, bring it up to the public yet. And I just knew the time was right. So, you know, that's, that's how these things work. And when it comes to my past, I will not completely go into that, but I will build up a web page uh, very soon. And I'm completely happy to go into more detail there, but I will only say that much. Um, So I have a very deep Nazi connection in my past. And I'm not just saying that because I'm German and my parents are German and I have grown up in Brazil. So I have a double nationality. And as some people know, the Nazi uh, mindset has been preserved in certain enclaves, uh, German communities abroad. And um, where I grew up, it was very subtle. So, you know, nobody was talking about Hitler as the greatest or anything like that. So it wasn't like that. It was very subtle. And I'm just saying, there were very sinister things going on and I have reclaimed my memories about these things. And um, so I kind of understood what is the Nazi mindset and um, you know, uh, the purity of the race is a very big one. And um, 
you know, um, perfecting the human race. And I'm all about perfecting the human race, just not the way they do it. You know, it's perverted. It's just completely sick. But I was entrained with that kind of mindset very early on. And so that's one part of my heritage. And um, I come from a lineage that is very much uh, on my father's side, connected to black magic. So uh, when I was younger, I really struggled a lot with uh, these things. So I kind of had to decide. I mean, I, I decided when I was born that I didn't want to follow that path. But it was a very hard path to really extricate myself out of all this programming, out of the lineage, out of the merging. There we have it again. And um, so, you know, that was another part. And personally, I also think that, you know, uh, the Catholic Church is involved and some secret societies like the Knights of Malta. And um, so, you know, there are all these things going on. And that kind of gave me a unique perspective in terms of understanding what's going on and through my own pain, because, you know, there were all kinds of pain going on and some mind control. And um, so I kind of really learned what it does to the body, how the implications are, and I can just put the things, you know, all the parts together now. And I really, That's really stuff. love how your background and the experiences that you've had, because it's the same for me, and I'm finding everybody who's stepping into this space and we're doing this type of work, right? Um, and it's, it's like a, you know, waves of people that have come before were all operating from ideological systems. Yeah. Now all those ideological systems, they all got blended into the new cage religion. And really yeah. now there's nothing new going on. There's just no more, you know, variations on these things really. Now it's just going to go off into, you know, space force and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But there's another wave emerging and there is the emergence that is, that is emerging now is uh, those of us who are really understanding that the path we have walked provides the wisdom, the knowledge and the wisdom and is actually our curriculum for the work that we are to do and everything is intertwined and I just, I just love that everybody such as yourself, magnificent people I get to communicate throughout the world with. And I'm just in awe of how you have embraced your life, your journey, rather than living in denial of it, you've just looked back over your path and you've gone, yes. <laughs> you know? It's like, yeah. yes. And, and yeah. you're bringing it in, you're bringing it home and you're just working at the alchemy. And yeah. the curriculum is just, pouring out of you your creativity is just pouring out of you and it's coming from such a genuine place and you understand yeah. what these these energies are doing to the human physiology yes on such a deep level you, you freak me out when you and i you know when we've had our private discussions where you've gone with this stuff so i'm really excited about um you know what more you want to share with us here today because now that you yeah. gave people that background you understand from inside that space what what is being implemented on a global scale now yeah. onto the human yeah. and how it's impacting not just yeah. our psyche but also our physiology. Yeah, yeah. and you know that's uh, how I always see it. I mean, I like to call it a crash 
a course in humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you're incarnated. And I think that some of us have the gift to have a stronger soul connection than others. Not saying we're better. I'm just saying that some people that, you know, I observe, they come in and they have horrible life stories, usually. You know, everybody I know who's come here for reality management, they all have very difficult life paths. Usually there's an occult factor in there somewhere. There's a near-death experience usually that's, uh, you know, let's say an attempt to kill the person, it doesn't work, you know. So there there are all these common traits. Usually we incarnate in pairs when we first come. So, you know, there are all these uh, common traits that that they're all connected. And um, so what I think is important to understand is that everything uh, we went through is a crash course in humanity as in, okay, this is how it works. This is for you to understand how it works. And it will give you the skills that combine to your skills on a spiritual and a soul level. And if you put this all together, like you said, it's an alchemy. And um, I'll just give you one example. So when I was uh, 25, I was in law school and I was uh, together with a guy that I will now say I didn't love. You know, there was actually no attraction to this guy. However, he was extremely blonde. Now, ringing a bell here. And I thought I needed to be with this person because we just uh, were a good match. Now, there are all kinds of wrong with that assumption because there was no sexual attraction, which is incredibly important. You know, sexual attraction is one of the things they're messing with. And so I was in law school and for some reason I thought I needed to be with this guy. So what do I do? And I was on a path to, or I was exclusively treating myself with naturopathy. I didn't take any kind of medicine. And for some incredibly stupid reason, I go on birth control. And I can only say, I really advise people not to go there. Birth control is one of the worst things you can do to yourself. You're being controlled from the outside. Your hormones are being changed. Your receptors are being changed. Your epigenetics are being changed. Personally, I think that's more of a reptile agenda. They're the hormone guys. You know, they're trying to control things to hormonal changes. And well, what happened within two weeks? Um, sorry, my microphone was muted. <laughs> um, um, I love how you said that because uh, they do specialize in that area. It's all about desire. It's all about you know the yeah. um, controlling us through our desires and and the chemical yeah. reactions, the chemical processes, yes. the hormone yes. processes. Yes. They totally specialize in the area. Uh, yes, I love, yes. love to say that. Um, yes, you know when we look at like the greys, then we realize that we're dealing with. Uh, some pretty serious, uh, you know, uh, geneticists. So their the yes. genetics is yes. off the charts good, what they're capable yes. of doing, which is a different specialization yes. to the, um, the reptilians. Now, yes. um, the interesting thing that you're also saying there is that when people's hormones are messed with, it literally changes the way we actually, our emotional body operates 
our, yeah. you know, the way our emotion, our energy moves through the body motion. Yes. How we experience that energy in motion. And it yes. also impacts our perception of reality and the way we yes. think, right? All of these yeah. factors and more. Yeah. yeah. And so let me tell you what happened to me. And I mean, um, so I take the stuff and the first lie was it wasn't the pill. It was a ring that you kind of wear, you know, down there. And they tell you it, oh, it just works locally. That's a lie. No hormone ever works locally. So if you take a little drop with cortisone, if you take a little bit of cream of cortisone, you're in. And the problem is, so what did happen to me? Okay, my whole physical system completely crashed. I, I gained weight. I got stretch marks. I got sweaty. I couldn't do anything anymore. I needed to lie in bed. I lost every interest in sex. Well, that was to do with a boyfriend, of course, too, that I didn't love. But anyways, I was completely out of it within two weeks. But the problem was, and that was the worst thing, and I have never talked about this openly, I began to have visions. Wow. Yeah, so all of a sudden, I was seeing uh, basically a demon realm around me. Okay, so I was basically seeing that everywhere. I was sensing that everywhere. And I remembered that from my childhood. But I kind of thought, okay, you know, those were bad dreams. You know, it was just bad dreams. And it was so bad that I thought, okay, something really weird is going on. So, of course, I read the, uh, uh, you know, the, what is it? Ah. <sighs> the side effects of the stuff. And I could find my physical stuff, of course. And I thought, oh man, how could, have you, how could you have been so stupid? But okay, anywhere. Took me years to get my body into order again because nobody could help me with that. So that's one huge problem. And it doesn't matter how long you've taken it. If you've taken it, the physiologies often change and you need to change it back. So that was one part. But the worst part was okay, so what do I do with these visions? I mean, I couldn't sleep, George. Mm. I was afraid they're going to come and get me. And of course, I was seeing things that had happened, right? Yeah. And that was when I got to kind of go into the internet and I, you know, got into alternative media and I was seeing, oh, okay, so, hmm, maybe I'm not crazy. You know, I mean, I had all these experiences for myself, but I never really did anything with it, you know, and all these, th not all the things made sense, but many things made sense. And I was so afraid that I haven't slept, you know, I, I, I just didn't sleep. I haven't slept for like three years because I knew that every time when I go to sleep in this kind of state, I'm vulnerable. So, you know, and okay, so I found the person who kind of helped me with it. It wasn't the real solution because this person kind of, uh, she operated out of the God matrix and I'm extremely grateful, you know, and I seriously, she kind of really helped me. But, you know, I, I started seeing past lives and I got, you know, spontaneous uh, visions of my past life and all these things. But uh, I needed to understand what was going on. And so I thought, how oh, isn't that interesting? And now, of course, I understand that many things have happened there. I mean, the first thing is that something was triggered, you know, like some 
uh, abilities that I had. So that was good and bad. But, you know, the only thing I ever saw was like horrible stuff. And that was the same when I was a child. So I never saw the good stuff. So I never saw angels, which I'm happy about. But, um, you know, so that was my, my mindset. And this is what kind of triggered me having to go there. And then, of course, I got into, okay, I need protection. And it, I was always on the fence about, you know, angels and God. And everybody told me, no, yo, this is where you need to go. You know, this is where you need to go. You need protection. You need to kind of, you know, see the light around you and, you know, all these things. And I did that for, because I didn't know what else to do. And then I thought, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not how it should be. This doesn't feel right. And this thing they offer me, this so-called love, when, you know, when I go into a church or if I connect to some angel, no, thank you. No, thank you. You know, and it took me a few years to understand what was going on. But I'm saying yeah. that this hormonal thing completely triggered everything and it made me understand what is going on with people's bodies because the sense of smell changes so you could pick a wrong partner just because oh, you know yes, you so picked the wrong the way we experience pheromones as well right? yes and you know this is one thing it really it makes women and i have wow. you know helped many women coming off the pill and, you know, independently from each other, they say, I have myself back. I was, I was, I felt like a robot. I was really being controlled. And I mean, I'm not talking about people who are into that kind of stuff. I'm talking about, you know, general women. And they say, I have myself back. And women subjugate themselves more to the system, to men, yeah. when they're under birth control, for example. I mean, you know, th there's so many implications to taking that. Actually, personally, now I believe that estrogen in itself is something that is not part of the original human body. I agree. It, it's, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, you know? And just to throw in a little tidbit here about naturopathy, I mean, if you take many herbs, you're getting phytoestrogens. There's no way around that. I use them sometimes. I must say I do use herbs sometimes, but to me, it's always the second best because we're getting a trade-off here, yeah. you know, because nature itself has also been changed. So, you know, there are all of these implications and estrogen is, wow, it, it makes us controllable. It's just, a, a, it's a genius thing. And now, of course, we women are being controlled every month. Every month, our fertility is being controlled and it's been changed to, okay, we ovulate just once a month. I don't think it's, it's, it, it was like that. You know, I don't feel it was like that. And this estrogen stuff is, is really uh, so bad. And um, I have a certain kind, I have a very rare genetic body type and it rejects estrogen. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's why I had this bad reaction and this type of body and that's the funny thing it it is less connected to genes like my genes my genetics are read you know translated and transcribed less now that's interesting right i mean right. i have less right. of a connection to my genes than other 
people have. So it's, isn't it interesting that my body rejects estrogen? Now I need estrogen. That's the problem because I'm here. I have agreed to the terms of service when I incarnated here in the matrix. And at the same time, my body's thriving to become organic again. Now I have this fight going on, right? So I still need estrogen. Actually, I don't because people don't need estrogen. That's another topic. But I'm just saying, this is the struggle that we're all going through because we've been programmed to need estrogen and I'm rejecting it at the same time. Same with copper. I don't think copper belongs in the human system. Neither does iron. Now, my female body isn't trained to copper. I reject it at the same time. Now I can tolerate copper. How did I learn to tolerate copper? I worked on my mommy issues because I'm becoming an adult now. You know, I'm reaching sexual maturity hmm. at 40. <laughs> wow. You know, because yeah. if you don't work on mommy and daddy issues, you're not going to be sexually mature. It doesn't hmm. happen, like truly. You know, and so now I can tolerate copper, but that was just a step. Now I'm realizing, wait a minute, it doesn't belong there in the first place. You know, so this is where I'm going now. I'm like, okay, so how is my body changing now? You know, what's happening now? How am I going to, you know, revert back to an organic body? But see, this is how I take my journeys. And I learned so much about hormones and I've been you know, practicing in a practice that was or is specialized on hormones for the last 10 years. And I could really uh, validate all my findings, you know? Absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, when we look at a lot of the um, containers, I mean, all the plastics and everything, they're just pumping all yeah. these toxic estrogens in our yeah. body. And yeah. there's all these other things too, like uh, the way they're processing soy, for example, and soy yeah. milk. And I was on yeah. that for years. I ended up with all these big moves, you know, I call them man Exactly. Moves, you know? Exactly. And, and it's taken me a while for me to get to the point where I can, you know, start moving on from that. I even exactly. started taking some natural testosterone supplements, but then that didn't feel right to me either. And I'm just like, exactly. I'm just like, what is this whole, whole hormonal issue going on? Not yeah. just in me, but also in lots yeah. of, like there's that many men with moves, yeah. that many yeah. uh, women who end up just being so hard and butch-like, you know, like really yeah. hard, masculine, unhealthy. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just the, the whole yeah balance of you know a natural man and natural woman has just been yeah. thrown way out of balance in so many yeah. ways in our yeah. lives so i'm re i'm really um yeah interested in how you suggest we can go about remedying this situation yeah. uh when it comes yeah. to our hormones and yeah yeah because yeah. i know where this is going further down in the conversation and you know what the reptilians have and and you know the nasty draco reptilian Plans yeah. have done to us yeah. in the way yeah. of uh, messing with our inner light, you know, yeah. coming through into the into physical form, yeah. um, and we're going to get that into that soon. But uh, how? What do you suggest to someone yeah. like me, for example? Because there's going to yeah. be many men watching this yes. with a very similar yes. issue. What yeah. do you recommend yeah. to men like us? And also, yeah. obviously, 
after that, we'll go on to what you recommend for women. Yeah. So two things I need to say in advance. So the first thing, if you want to treat hormones, you need to treat the nervous system first because the nervous system is higher up in the functional hierarchy. So that's the first thing you need to know. So many oh, people... Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. It is crucial. If you don't, you'll always just be doing symptomatic remedying. Wow. That's the first thing where most people just don't know that. And the nervous system and they, is our connection to the electrical universe too. Yeah? That too. And that's where the phosphorus comes in, by the way. But we'll talk about this later. Now, what, what, what was these stuff? No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's do that later. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. So that's the first thing. Okay. So we need to understand hormones are middle managers. Yeah. They convey information on a biochemical level, but the nervous system is always higher up in the hierarchy. And yes, when people hear hierarchy, oh no, bad, bad, bad. No, hierarchies are okay if they're functional. Mm. I mean, just imagine you. Your class, okay, we, we had a closure facilitator, facilitator class. Imagine if you wouldn't have been the moderator, right? Or the, the admin, it would have been chaos. So we always need hierarchies, but they need to be functional. They can't be, you know, uh, a fixed structure. That's always a dead thing, right? Like our universe, there's a fixed structure. Everybody has its place or his or her place. And that's, it doesn't work like that. Of course, hierarchy is just one of our aspects. We're circular, we're linear and we're spiral, mm. right? So this is just one thing. That's the linear part. So we need to really pay respect to chain of command. Let's put it like that. And that's the nervous system. So that's one thing. The other thing is there's no one fits all. You know, I have to really make sure the first thing I need to see, okay, so how's your nervous system doing? Then I need to see how's your energy output. Okay, are your mitochondria, like your little uh, power cells in your cells, are they producing enough energy? And mostly no, okay? Then I can see, okay, how is that impacting your adrenals because if there's not enough energy there's another thing that Hanshali which is the guy who kind of coined the name stress he said that years and years and years ago he said if there's not enough energy the adrenals will take over and there's an energy preservation mode going on if that's going on the thyroid will have to tune itself down and the reproduction will not go on, which makes complete sense. That's even, you know, even in organic life, that makes sense. However, perpetuating that mechanism, and we're all in a state of survival, we're all preserving energy, we're all entrained not to produce energy. And that has to do with nutrients. Now, I can't tell you, take wow. this and don't take that, because I need to look at your physiology, and I can do that, I can test that. You know, and I will very soon, I will put out ways to do that. I, you know, I can work in programs with that. So this is the other very important thing is that naturopathy often says, oh, you know, we're doing a very individual thing here, but everybody needs vitamin D. I can only tell you vitamin D can be one of the most dangerous things a person could take. Yeah, and most that, dangerous. Totally, that totally flies in the face of so much narrative out there at the moment. Yes. Um, and I know that you have 
you know, your, your reasoning for that. And ev- it's backed yeah. by evidence. So do you want to share yeah. that with us? Cause yeah, yeah, I know this is what, I mean, I see, this is another thing. I started working with vitamin D in Germany way before it was hyped and way before, before it was actually legal. When I'm saying legal, we couldn't get uh, more than a thousand units legally in pharmacies. Okay, so we kind of had to get it from the Netherlands or from the United States. So I started experimenting with that a a while back. And what I saw is that, yes, maybe some symptoms may go away, but the overall general energy system, it usually suffered. So some people felt better. And that's another very, very dangerous thing to say, oh, I'm feeling much better. I'm taking vitamin D. Well, yes, you will stimulate your adrenals that will suppress your immune system. You may not have symptoms anymore, but you are damaging your energy system for good. Not for good. You can revert it. But as long as you take the vitamin D, you're actually reducing your capacity to produce energy. So I was seeing all these weird results. There, there were a few people where I thought, okay, this worked and I'm not against vitamin D. People always say I'm against vitamin D. I'm not. I'm just saying most people don't have the energy system to actually integrate vitamin D. I can take vitamin D. I have a very fast metabolism. I'm one of the few exceptions. So like I said, the right thing at the right time. And if people take vitamin D, most people, they have a very slow metabolism. What does that mean? They don't produce enough energy. Like their mitochondria, they either have a few mitochondria, so they don't have enough mitochondria, or they're not doing their job well, okay? And what suppresses the production of energy in the mitochondria? One of the things is calcium Okay, so calcium in the balance of the body. I'm sorry, it's it's just like uh, now you freak me out because all like like even when you buy almond milk or you buy any of these things, whenever you buy foods, all these cereals, all the breads, all the they're just pouring in the calcium as a supplement, and you know healthy bones is what they're saying, and And, what you're saying is that all this extra calcium is actually impeding our ability to get the light production in our bodies for yes. through the mitochondria. Yes. Yes, Fuck. George. And imagine, <laughs> I mean, every, it. no, seriously, every disease, imagine every disease wow. comes along with calcifications, kidney stones, you know, uh, liver gallstones, uh, if you're, uh, you know, if you can't see properly, you can only see, you know, you can't see uh, your shark range. It's a calcification of the eyes. If you lose hair, it's, it's the hair follicles full of calcium. Seriously, George, I mean, if you, arteries, calcification of arteries, see, it's right in our faces and more calcium will not remedy that it will just see 
calcium is a great thing. Again, I'm not against calcium, but it needs to go into the bones. It needs to go into the teeth. When does that not happen? If you don't have enough energy, if you don't have enough energy, the calcium gets deposited in the soft tissues and it suffocates. You know, the energy production, it slows down the nervous system because it, see, calcium slows down the nerve transmission, the, the nervous transmission. So you get slowed down, you petrify. Remember Ehrman you talked about in your seminar? That's yeah. it. Ossification. That Ossification. Petrification and see. Oh my goodness! This You've happened. Ossification. You've decoded. Yes. Yes. So. It's the link. Seriously. <laughs> and George, and George, seriously. I mean, you know. And if you take vitamin D, your body will take up more calcium from fifteen percent to about forty percent in the gut. There's no. Turn, you know, th there's no way around that. If you go into the sun, your body will not produce more vitamin D than it needs. If you take it orally, you're forcing your body to take up more calcium. Your body will not know what to do with it. It will go into the deposits. If you're lucky, you're overstimulating your adrenals. You will feel better on borrowed energy. Like you will have the impression, oh yeah, I have energy. You're damaging your energetic system more and more and more, you're getting adrenal fatigue, you're basically shutting down your reproduction, your thyroid function, and you're just basically aging. And I know people who wow. from vitamin D alone have aged so much in one year. It's you, you, serious. You, you just, you just <laughs> blown my mind. Um, yeah. Yeah. You've really yeah. Uh, done a number on me and I know you've just done a number on everyone who's listening. Yes. You know, I doubt there's, very, I will, I'll say very, very few people out there that, that would know this. I mean, this is yeah. totally, yeah. You have, but you've put the pieces of the puzzle together for me. This is yeah. what the amazing thing is. And, you know, when we go into the, into this next little bit, I mean, this is the clincher and I've just been like, where does this play a role? How does this work? And, you know, and, and what you're saying is that the suffocation of the tissues and, you know, and all this, and now the link into, can we go there now? Well, yeah, let me just say one more thing. Okay, and yeah, I know, I'm so excited just, about this. No, 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 I know, I just, because this is really important, I want to explain one more thing. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, right. some people know about the calcium thing, so if you research a little, you'll find people, but of course, they may not have the ossification, bigger picture perspective. And I want to say one thing is uh, low vitamin D levels in the blood do not mean that you need vitamin D. It's actually a defense mechanism of the body. The body's trying to get it down. The body's telling you, don't get me extra calcium. Don't get me extra calcium. And then people come, oh yeah, my levels of vitamin D have been so low. I just took a lot of vitamin D to get them up. Sometimes that works. Sometimes it doesn't because you need enough magnesium to actually raise your levels. That's another piece of information. But seriously, if you do that, some people feel bad right away. Others later, they don't connect it back to the vitamin D. But I'm just saying that 
it's really important not to rely on blood results in that one. There are many other issues connected and just having low levels of vitamin D in the blood is likely not an indication you need it. So I'm just going to say that because, you know, people will start worrying and they're going to go and get tested and that's not the way to go. So the way to go is to see how is my energy output? How do I do that? There's a certain test I can do. And then I decide, do I need vitamin D or not? So that was the, you know, finishing part of it. Yeah. That's very good advice. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. And, um, you know, I'm going to um, segue into this next little bit, next segment, um, because, you know, like how I've been trying to work this out for so long and in my travels, in my interactions with the, um, you know, the, the Drago reptilian empires, both the benevolent and malevolent and, and amoral ones as well, you know, um, there's always been something with them and the whole light thing, like their, their fascination with light. And uh, the one thing that kept coming up with me, and it was directly linked to the, um, the breeding programs that they had, okay, directly linked to the breeding programs. And that was this one element that they all used to just talk about how important it was for their breeding programs was phosphorus. And I'm like, what is it about phosphorus? And I mentioned this to people in my inner circle and, and people that I, and, and I'm like, what is the link between the reptilian groups and phosphorus and how they're managing to control our physiology and, and, and breeding programs? And, and the, the, they, it's like the, it's almost like the reptilian, the reptilian aspect of our being the way they are controlling the phosphorus or they're doing something with the phosphorus in our, in us or adding a phosphorus or doing something. So th what I'm doing is I'm sharing now the thought process that I had, like you and I've had a discussion and you yeah. just gave me one little snippet. I can't wait to hear more about it, but yeah, you know, and and I'm sharing with you the background as to my, what my process has been. I know that they are doing something with phosphorus and it has to do with the subjugation of the human race. Yeah. And it has to do with um, the phosphorus actually, whatever it is they're doing with the phosphorus, it uh, makes it a better ecosystem in this vessel for the reptilian expression. For to amplify the reptilian expression in us, to to make it, it's like a, it's like terraforming the earth into an ecosystem where yeah. they can inhabit it more. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it's like they're terraforming our physiology, so yeah. more of our reptilian nature of everybody, and you know that fight or flight, and that yeah. tribal and warrior, yes. arr, you know, kind of energy and all desire and you know yeah. what people would say is really dense 3D, you know, type of expressions and all that stuff, you know. Um, yeah. So I've got to hand it over to you because I'm really, really excited yeah. about listening to what you have to say about this. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, uh, I agree with you that the reptilians really have to do something with that. And the other thing is that's, okay, two things in advance. 
energy production is controlled by you'll love that calcium and phosphorus oh, oh stop it oh isn't that great okay so the ratio between calcium and phosphorus determines whether i produce a lot of energy middle energy or low energy when i say produce of course we harvest it right that's what we're creator being we can't we can harvest energy and transform it into 3d that's what they want us for right so okay we can do this to a certain extent but just to a certain extent this is what you know they want to control that kind of energy production so this is the ratio between calcium and phosphorus now yes i agree that the reptilians are very keen on the phosphorus thing but let's take the phosphorus for a moment phosphorus is greek right the light bringer Mm -hmm. Now, the light bringer, of course, is uh, connected to Lucifer, right? And personally, I believe, because I have taken my notes here, let's see. You are more proficient on that kind of exopolitics, which, you know, I just, I have a notion, but I'm not as good as you. And I know there's a different group connected to the phosphorus and it's more help me out here the the one that usurped the serpent now the phosphorus is the false negative perverted okay so originally our original makeup has got to do with calcium and phosphorus so that's right i mean you know but they somehow twisted it and i believe that the reptilians, you know, the hormone geeks, whatever reptilians, mm -hmm. they observe the, the calcium. And those groups that want us to basically ascend, you know, those that are telling us, oh, the body is nothing, you know, you need to go into higher dimensions, you need to bless out, you need to transcend out of your body. It's a different group, right? Yes. And this group is connected to the perversion of phosphorus. Now, of course, we're humans. Both need to work together. There, there, there's no way around that, okay? But I think that there are opposing groups kind of fighting for humanity. If, the if ones are were, like... If, if you were to look at um, uh, uh, Lucifer, the energy of yeah. Lucifer, right? Yeah. Um, from the perspective of being a negative or a malevolent yes. force. Now, yes, okay? yes. Because there's two versions of it, right? Yes, yes. I so know. let's have a look at um, that, phosphoros, the, 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 the one that brings the light or, or yes. the, you know, from that point of view. So, yeah, when we talk about the false light energy, yes, you know, we're talking about that. And if you look at the calcium yes. side of it, we're talking about the Ariman energy, which is yes. about the ossification, yes. the petrification into yes. the, you know, so we have these two, and this is yeah. when I talk about, we've got the um, technical intelligence God entity, you know? Wait, that's another one. The Ariman thing. That's the no. Ariman. No, that's another one. That's another I'm sorry one. to say. Okay. Yeah, okay. I just found that out. Okay. I just okay. found that out. Okay. That's another ears. one. No. I'm all okay, ears. so okay, so 
here's the calcium, the reptilians, and they basically say, oh no, don't connect to your spirituality. The body's everything, you know, let's get real here. And then comes the Luciferians, the false light paradigm. Oh, you know, you need to transcend your body. And those are the ones that are connected to the phosphorus. I'm going to, you know, say some more about this. So those are two poles. And as with everything in the universe, there's something connecting, right? We have that symbol. There's some connection here. Mm. And actually Steiner, I know you're quoting Steiner. Steiner said, well, there's the Araman, there's Lucifer, and then there's a third menace. And those are the Azuras. Mm. The Azuras are the ones that are uh, opposing and menacing ourselves as a whole. And I believe that's the technical intelligence. Mm. So there's the Luciferians, and they've been around for a long time. You know, I mean, transcend the body, that's an old tale. The reptilians have been around for a long time, you know, manipulating our ecosystem, our plants, whatever. Now comes technical intelligence. They're just starting. And Steiner, and I'm, I don't agree with everything that Steiner says, but I think he's right. And I think he's talking about the technical intelligence. And the technical intelligence says, forget all of this. Just duplicate everything in a technical way. That's it. And this is where the ant people come in. Not the ant people, but you know, the, the ant, the hive thing. Mm -hmm. And this is where they're pitching into our symbiosis thing because they're offering us a hive mentality that is a fake symbiosis. It's, so yeah, they're I was just, about to say, it's a form of symbiosis, which is... Yes. Symbiosis. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So that's their form of symbiosis. Yeah. But of course, very different from ours, but it's, it can be very appealing to mind. humans. That's the hive mind. So that's the worst danger of all of it. So now we have three dangers. They're all coming from different perspectives. And even the reptilians and you know, the, the Luciferian people, I think they're working together somehow if, if it suits them. At some point, you know, they, you know how they are. They have alliances, then they fight, then, you know, they betray each other, you know how it is, you know? And, okay, so for now we have the Luciferians and they're connected to phosphorus. Now we have four modifications of phosphorus on earth alone. Now, the simple form of phosphorus, the white phosphorus is one of the most poisonous inorganic substances oh, that, that right? you could, yes. If you have, you know, if you take 50 milligrams of it as an adult, you, you're probably going to die. It's highly inflammable from 37 degrees, which is body temperature. I, I don't know the Fahrenheit, but, um, you know, it inflames very quickly. It burns, I think, at 1,300 degrees. If you put water... Fahrenheit. 98. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you put water on it, mm. it really, you can't, you know, extinguish the fire with water and, you know, you get fumes, you, you know, so it's this very nasty thing. Of course, they use it in uh, bombs. They're still using it in bombs. And now let's see in the human body, where's phosphorus? In ATP. ATP is our energy. Oh. Wow. Currency. Oh. Ad, it's adenosine triphosphate, something like that. I hope I'm not getting that wrong. You know, and D, it's in our DNA. 
it's in our DNA, it's in our ATP, and it's in our bones. You know, it's a calcium, calcium phosphate uh, is a big part of what our bones consist of and, you know, our teeth. So it gives us structure. So our structure is controlled by it. Our genes are controlled by it and our ATP. Hmm. Now, and, it, you know, since I'm a homeopath, I kind of, um, I study the spirit, so to say, of elements, right? And phosphorus is highly connected to Lucifer. The only, or not the only, but well-known remedies to sea angels are calcium, strangely, and phosphorus. Wow. So they're, they're highly connected to that kind of thing. And I never really liked phosphorus. You know, I was like, this is so, I don't know, there's, there's something going on with this. And then I thought, wait a minute, but there are four other modifications. And I'm now convinced that at least the white phosphorus is quite toxic for us and they build it in our energy production. So we would just produce enough energy for them to harvest. And I think the white phosphorus is the way they harvest energy from the start. You know, they kind of built in a diversion of energy right there. So, so how do they, so, so what you're saying is in just in summary is that um, uh, they're doing something to us, which is getting us to produce more white phosphorus. Uh, we can produce elements. I mean, in a way, probably we can, they can be transformed and everything. Yes. But I think our bodies were changed in a, in a way that they built in the white phosphorus in the chain of energy production. And building that in to our bodies makes that we produce not as much energy as we could. We produce energy in a way that it produces lots of free radicals, which damages us. And I believe, that's my personal belief, I might be wrong. This is how I experienced it in my own you know, therapy trauma yeah, sessions, yeah, is that yeah. they've, it's like, they want their share of energy and by putting the white phosphorus in our bodies automatically a part of the energy we produce gets to them hmm. i don't know exactly how because this is kind of new to me but it's like you know uh automatic deduction from our account so too much white phosphorus production in the body the more we produce, the more we're calibrated into their realities and the more connection they have into us to feed from us. Would that be a very broad sort of explanation? Yes. I mean, no, actually, they they, we're programmed not to produce enough energy so that a lot of them, a lot of the energy goes to them. And some people are able, I mean, I have been able to keep my energy production up for a long time, but I need very many nutrients to be able to hold that up. So they built on a booby trap. So in regular nature, you wouldn't be able to hold up your energy production the way I hold it up. Right. So they built on a booby trap and they say, oh, if you get to that point where you can produce more energy, you're going to destroy yourself, which is one of their thing, you know, self-destruction. If we get to a certain point of uh, opposition, so to say, if we get too powerful, they trigger self-destruction, which is another big theme. 
And we don't, I personally believe at that point, we, we, we don't have access to the other forms of phosphorus. We're bound to the white one. I believe that this is what we need to change back. We need to reclaim our other, you know, we need to rewire our body to recur to the red phosphorus, maybe other phosphorus modifications that I haven't gotten into, but the red phosphorus is the next, is the next up in the letter. And, um, and I believe that that is going to solve many things. And so this is why this weekend I took I'm, red phosphorus. I'm all goosey here. I'm just lining up with all this energy, as you mentioned, red yeah. phosphorus. And yeah. I'm freaking out here because I've just like, the realization occurred to red light therapy and why that yeah. works and how it connects yeah. into the um, yeah. mitochondria DNA yeah. to get that ATP spinning properly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the color red, I mean, honestly, the color red is so important for us humans. And imagine what the color red has been linked to Satanism, mm. as well as the color black. So black, and, and there's another phosphorus modification and it's black. Does that ring a bell? Wow. Well, to me, that, that rings a bell because uh, that yeah. has to do with dark matter. It has to do with, yeah. you know, I'm going to yeah. say it's going to link directly into the virome exosome virome where there's this huge you know nano um sized information highway that runs through the whole body we've got way more viral what we call virome um what we call um the bacterial uh level yeah. of our being the the quantity of life in on that level of our being far outweighs like it is just you okay we've got billions of cells in our bodies yeah. right yeah yeah but these these organisms and these particulates outnumber we, we don't have a numbering system yeah it's quadrillions yeah. upon quadrillions yeah. right yeah and yeah. and and it and it's yeah. on on the microscopic level it's yeah. the equivalent of dark matter in our body and that's where the black phosphorus connects in and also it comes through on, on the carbon level. It bridges the yeah. gap between the dark matter and carbon. And that's where the 666, the number of the beast comes in for the six electrons, six protons, six neutrons. And so the yeah. black phosphorus, you know, and that's why you've got the whole God thing saying 666 is the number of the beast, which is yeah. a derogatory term towards the biology of the human yeah. being. Yeah. And now just... The number of phosphorus in the periodic table is 15, 1 plus 5. Wow. Equals 6, right? Equals 6. Isn't that great? And that's it's, freaking me out because I've got this experience with element 115 and then that's the, the link yeah. there as well. Yeah. Because when so I pull that out of my body, it's this, yeah. this black crystalline looking yes. substance. Yes. Oh, wow. And George, I'm, I'm super interested to get my hands on that. So seriously, if you have something to, to send me, I will triturate it and I make it, you know, I'll make it into a remedy. Seriously. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to, next time we work on my body and we focus on, yeah. on that element, um, I'm definitely going to, you know, retain every little part that's there. Yeah. Because you know. we, we were getting quite a large amount coming out, as you saw. Yeah. 
Yeah. And see, I think it's somehow connected. So, you know, now we have the red phosphorus and I think, okay, I need to, meet, I need to know more about this. So I have it here. I, I've known about red, phosphor, red phosphorus for a while, but the time was never right. I always thought, no, there's something, you know, I need to get further in my development to, to be able to grasp what it's about, mm. you know, and it turns out I needed to break enough of my own symbiosis. I needed to become 100% autonomous first on that level to be able to really communicate with red phosphorus. And now I thought, okay, now is the time. You know, after the closure facilitator thing, I thought, yeah, yeah, I'm going to do this. So I take it and I, I, um, I communicate with the phosphorus in a way that is a little bit of a, a homeopathic uh, practice because if you take the substance and you triturate it, you literally, you take a, a vessel, you put in milk sugar, which is very interesting. What is milk for mommies and babies? It's about symbiosis, very interesting. And this is how homeopathic remedies are made, by the way. And you take a little bit of the substance and you triturate it. You, you literally grind it for a certain amount of time and in a certain order, and then you communicate with the different dimensions of whatever you're triturating. And I said, I'm gonna do this. And usually you get information about the element. Um, and there is a curative effect too. So it, when you're done with it, you have gotten the healing properties of the remedy, okay? And in a very quick, short amount of time. So it's four hours as a whole. And I thought, okay, now is the time. And I've taken notes because you're supposed to do that, right? And this is how I came up with this Luciferian and Arimanic. And as a homeopath, they always talk about the miasms. They call it syphilitic. They call it uh, psychosis, which is gonorrhea. And, you know, there's an order to the miasms, as at least some people say that. And now it, it's all coming into place. What are the miasms? Who is responsible for them? What do they want? And it completely coincides. It's like so what you're completely. saying is all of these physiological expressions or, or substances yes. and um, yeah, expressions of organisms and, and yes. substances in our bodies, each one of those has a link interdimensionally to different Yes. Uh, yes, I guess so. And it has definitely, it's definitely an interdimensional thing going on. Mm. And this is how homeopathy, homeopathy basically means if you like, you communicate with a substance and every substance has a place in the matrix, in the organic order. And when you take that substance, it's like phasing out. It's basically the same thing as phasing out. So if I take a homeopathic remedy, I'm phasing out of that aspect of the matrix. And then of course, I'll have a clearer picture. Now, I must admit, I have been a homeopath for a long time and I never had any results whatsoever. I have you know, been a patient of extremely well-known home, well homeopaths I have been patient for years and nothing ever happened, you know, and, and I, I gave up on that. I thought, you know, 
I hear all these stories about, oh, you know, you took this little pill and magic happened. I don't know anybody. You know, it's like with a vitamin D. I don't know anybody, you know. It's like with the coronavirus. I don't know anybody who died, you know. <laughs> so it's those tales. And I, I, I see, I want to give credit where credit is due. I know that for some people in some aspects, it does something really wonderful. So I really don't, you know, I don't want to, you know, minimize that. But for me personally, on my patients, if it did something, it was always a very partial thing. And it was only when I linked the homeopath, homeopathic uh, idea to the periodic table. And the periodic table, it, it's, a, it's a blueprint for our evolution. So you need to start in the beginning, you need to start with hydrogen. And hydrogen, all the acids are connected to symbiosis. Isn't that beautiful? You no, know, And that's amazing because element 115 is the, is the latest element on the periodic table. It's only just been added recently. And that yeah. is a uh, kind of like a minerally sort of substance that exists between dimensions. So that, so yeah. we've gone through the whole journey of the periodic yes. table and now we're becoming yes. these multidimensional aware beings. Yes. And but George, wow. but George, we still need to start at the beginning and most people have not solved their hydrogen problems. That's, you know, people are so excited. Oh, oh I want to evolve. I want to evolve. And they jump right to the end, but they don't do the work in the beginning. And that's that what I'm is, saying. Symbiosis, hydrogen. And that is our relationship with the sun. Yes. Our soul being. And and, yes. and and the temple within our our, our soul, yes. soul the soul yes. temple the soul star essence our inner sun our inner light yes yes and you know this is what I'm saying the sun is here to bring us on our path of individuation which is the opposite of symbiosis mm -hmm. right individuation means I'm a sovereign being I'm an autonomous being. I can connect to others, which I need to do because we're still human, right? I mean, there's only suffering if we only merge. Merging is incredibly painful. We don't, we, we kind of realize that on a subconscious level, but if you merge after the age of three, like completely merge, you're in a place of deep suffering. There's no satisfaction for you ever, ever. Okay. So we need to individuate. So we need to become individuals on a human level so that our soul, which is also individual, can incarnate and we can embody our soul. So this is what the sun stands for, right? Yeah. And now they come and tell us, oh, femininity is connected to silver, you know, silver is connected to the moon, or, you know, all that rubbish. And um, actually, phosphorus is in some traditions uh, connected to venus although copper is also connected to venus see the copper phosphorus thing so it's also interesting when you start to look at this from that kind of perspective oh it's an amazing tapestry yeah and it's like you it's know? like it's, it's unpacking it's unraveling and it's yeah. opening up and yeah. uh, it's, it's like this mysterious adventure <laughs> you know i love yeah, it so, so, yeah so let me just see a little bit of my notes here because mm. yeah i think the the phosphorus the red phosphorus is the main substance that brings to our attention all this topic of 
symbiosis, hive mind. Um, it's, you know, it's the, it's the, our first next step, you know, we're not at the black stage yet, but you know, the red stage is the next stage. And since I've done that, since I've done the trituration, I have become even clearer about my path and I do not tolerate any form of, let's say, unclear relationships, meaning that I don't support other people in their victimhood anymore. I don't give my energy to anybody. You know, you lose energy if you support the victimhood of others. So if somebody doesn't want to go on in their life, they want to be victims, they will suck your energy because there's nothing else they can do. They're biologically entrained to suck your energy. And if you allow that, you're giving away your power. So honestly, I'm really reevaluating my friendships at the moment. And I mean, I've always done that. You know, it's, it's an ongoing process, but I can just see how many people really don't want to go that way. And they want to stay in this place of um, dependency, symbiosis. They want to cover up their symbiotic pain. And I've just been very clear. It doesn't necessarily mean I want to kick out these people of my life yet. Not saying that, but I just leave the responsibility for their life there completely. And the clients and patients I've worked with for the last week or so, it was so much easier for them to catalyze their own pain in the sessions because I do not whatsoever save them anymore. I just don't. There's no saving going on. I'm like completely honest. I'm like, okay, this is what you need to do. You have an um, unconscious uh, healing uh, ability. You know, people need to be at least at 80% healing. They need to be prepared on a subconscious level to 80% at 80% to be able to heal. Self, self-healing goes on from 80% subconscious allowance to heal i don't know i don't know the right word well, in english right now it's massive because um what you're saying yes. is if we don't have uh, at least a certain amount of you know and it's not exactly a line drawn there but it's thereabouts right but if we yes. don't have around that much sort of connection yes. with ourselves and that conscious relationship and that you know yeah. that degree of knowing by self it's just not going to yeah. happen because yeah, and yeah. and distortions that are running, yes, preventing, yes. distracting, and preventing yes. us from actually yes. achieving that that degree of alchemy that we yes. require. Yes, and now people need to be really aware of all their avoidance of their symbiotic pain, and so this is why a lot of people they go into therapy, they go through the motions, it all looks good from the outside, but nothing happens. It's because they're not actually prepared to break symbiosis. And I've been really upfront with people. I said, okay, you need to go into autonomy. You are like 30% there. You need to be at 80%. So do you want to work with that on me or not? If they say no, I'm saying, okay, I can't, I literally can't do anything for you here anymore. Come back anytime, but I'm not going to waste your resources and mine to hold up that charade. And it's been so interesting. People, nobody told me, what? You're a wacko. People said, well, those are hard words. 
but I can tell you're telling the truth. And most have said, okay, okay, so what do I have to do? And so we're working through their stuff to get to the point where they actually want to become autonomous people. And then we have to start working through their symbiotic attachment. So we have to demerge them first. When they've demerged, I tell you, this is when the hard stuff comes up. After demerging, you're up for a serious amount of pain. But it's the first time in your life you can actually carry it. You're integrated just enough to be able to start alchemizing and integrating whatever else there needs to come. So it's the real beginning of your journey. And so this is what I've been slowly doing with people, you know, with colleagues and, you know, the people that I, that I teach and it works. And what's been happening in their life and with their patients, it's just, it's great. I won't say it's a miracle because it's hard work, but it finally, you know, it's the, you need to have the right key at the right time. And what these people are, you know, none of them has bought into Corona. And I'm pretty sure two years ago, they would have. And spiritual de development, I mean, you know, the one person I'm working with, she very quickly, when she started to get into her personal autonomy, she started questioning the God matrix. Because I always come to the point, why can't you produce more energy? You know, I, qu I question that. And they say, well, I'm not allowed to. Well, who's preventing you? My family, who else? well, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm going to sin against God. Only God, you know, can tell me what to do with my energy. And I'm saying, well, isn't that an interesting notion? Mm. And then, you know, I don't say anything. They start questioning. They're like, whoa. And because they are autonomous all of a sudden, they have the capacity to look from the outside. They're not merged with the God matrix anymore. They're not merged with their families. They're not merged with their partners. Mm -hmm. They're not merged with their patients. Yeah, but that's brilliant. You know, there are some people who just want to stay in that space where I have yeah. been created by God and God is yeah. my God and I'm, you know, yeah. I, I live for the will of God and all this sort of stuff, just like, uh, yeah. you know, the good old Romans did with the Roman Empire, the for the you know the glory of Rome, you know, and all yeah. that. Yeah, sort of, let's go swap yeah. for all these people. Yeah, who, who want to be free peoples? Yeah, who don't want to be slaves under the rule of law, and you know, uh, and right. let's go and slaughter them all because they have ideas of living free lives, um, yeah. and that goes against our you know laws. Um, so let's go and kill them all in the glory of Rome, you know? Sure. Oh, seriously. And, yeah. and this is the, 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 that Roman reptilian sort of energy we've been living uh, and draconian, uh, draconian laws implemented yes. by this, this, this infrastructure called the Roman Empire. And yes. we've seen it come all the way through and they use the symbol of the eagle and the symbol of the... You know, and, yeah. and, and, and we've seen that in every culture and, and the crossing yes. over and, oh, my goodness, you know, the Maltese cross and what's happened with that and what's happened to Malta. Um, yeah. Good people, you know, you know homegrown Maltese are really good people, but what has happened in the centuries or the millennia in that place? 
Yeah. yeah. It's one of the power control centers of the whole freaking lot. I mean, that's why even the Nazis yeah. use the Maltese cross as one yeah. of their symbols, you know? I know. And I know. And I mean, my parents were married by a Knights of Malta priest. And he has gotten the permission. I mean, just just now, listen to that. He has gotten the permission to marry them outside of church. It's virtually impossible to get that kind of permission. As a Catholic, you're not allowed to, to get wow. people married outside a church. You need to kind of basically talk to the Pope. I mean, you need to like have the permission of some super high archbishop and this guy said yeah sure we'll do it i oh, mean just wow. imagine the kind of power this guy had mm. yeah so you know i'm just saying this is kind of where i come from <laughs> yeah absolutely no no I'm, I'm, i get it you know I've yeah got, i've got i've got a few clients who are in a similar position to you and similar position to myself and there's 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 people who have these extraordinary backgrounds yeah. and, and connections. And it really just, uh, yeah, it's, it's traversing a whole different degree of terrain. Um, yeah. and, and this is why we chose these blood, we chose those bloodlines yeah. to incarnate yeah. into. Yeah. Is because we needed those ecosystems that were going to provide the challenges yeah. for us to grow yeah. and develop into what we needed to grow and develop into, to do the work that we're doing now, to have that and awareness, to have that, ability yeah. that if we can transcend those programs those cultural programs those genetic programs yeah right? because like you you know me too we, we've had this internal conflict going on yeah where your genetics are trying to totally crush your spirit because yeah. we're hardwired to be subservient yeah. to these forces that yeah have, you know you think of what ancestrals and anybody who's listening to this or watching this yeah what have your ancestors been involved in? Yeah. What rituals did they practice in? Go yeah. back a thousand years. What were your ancestors yeah. doing? Praying to who, to what, in what caves, in what rituals, yeah. making yeah. all these bonds, selling your bloodline, you know, generations yeah. down the track. I mean, it's crazy when you think about all yeah. this. You know, and I'm you're like, still merged. And you're still merged to all of this. The whole lineage, you're still merged, merged, merged. I mean, I showed you the, the flower of life, right? I mean, look at the picture. It's about God is outside. I own all of you and you're all still merged, you know? And it's so convenient. And, you know, this is exactly it. And I mean, just, you know, Dr. Mengele, I think you know who he is. Yes. You know, the, the Nazi doctor. He died not so far from where I used to live. Yeah, wow. And, you know, this all makes sense now, you know, and he has colonies of, it's a rumor, of course, but this is not a rumor. There are tons of colonies in Brazil with Germanic people, twins, colonies where there are tons of twins, but they're all descendants of, you know, Germanic people. They're all kind of blonde and blue eyed and well, that's not a coincidence, right? And, um, you know, so it's not that I needed to transcend all these things, but I, which I needed and still need sometimes. It's about the knowledge. I mean, where else could I get that degree of firsthand knowledge? You know, oh, yeah. I mean, wow. And because in symbiosis, you suck up all the information. This is what symbiosis is about. You're in a 
theta state, you know, your, your brain waves, they just suck everything up, which is bad, but also good because mm. I have all the information now. Mm, exactly. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. And like I said, everybody can, can look back through their bloodlines and find some sort of unusual, extraordinary yeah. set of yeah. circumstances. Because I think we've yeah. all chosen some are more of notoriety publicly. Yeah. A lot of them are just hidden. You yes. Know? Um, and I just love that we have the capacity to come in and actually embrace the fact that yeah. we've chosen those lives and those bloodlines yes. and those circumstances and go, yes. all right. It's kind of like um, an athlete. Which yeah. You, you, of course, have been in, in dance and in other things. And, yeah. And I'm like, well, um, and I have too. I used to be a competition swimmer, competition right. squash player, all that sort of stuff. Right, right, right. And, right. and, and it's like, well, when, when you're in that training, when you go to train, uh, and, and it's kind of like you don't want a boring, non-challenging training session. If you're passionate <sighs> about what you do, you want to be challenged properly not right. not half the effort no. we want <clears throat> it's like excuse me it's like we need to find you look at the athletes that really excel they want to find the coaches that train them and get the best out of them right yeah. so they can be the best at what they do yeah and and when you look at the bloodlines that we, we've chosen and the families we've chosen the, our families are our trainers the, the yeah. circumstances, our, our lives, our, our bloodlines are our, the best trainers we could have asked for because oh, yeah. it's molded us into these beings with such an awakened awareness with the qualities, the characteristics, the knowledge, the right. wisdom, and right. the ability to navigate and traverse like you have traversed a family dynamic in this life, which obviously I've not. But the fire family dynamic that you've traversed, you understand from a deep psychological point of view what is being implemented now globally. Yeah. Because if you look at the work of Dr. Mangler, you look at the work yeah. of the whole Nazi Hydra and yeah. the infrastructure yeah. and the way it went about it, and you yeah. just think, well, far out. Yeah, you look at fatherland security of Nazi Germany, you look at homeland security of the United States, and you look at all these other things and the trauma-based mind control. Hello. Yeah. Dr. Mangler. Yeah. I mean, seriously, I it's all there. And now all of these oh, yeah. things that they learned through all of the studies and experiments they did, it's now being fully implemented uh, on a global scale. And so people like yourself have this incredible capacity to really understand on a deep level. And then when it comes to, you know, providing uh, support for people, yeah. uh, you actually know how to go, how to, you know, the way to go about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I've come to understand that the, our lives are the Antichrist. Mm. You know, if we're supposed to be the Christ, and I'm not talking about a religious mm. idea here, right? Yeah, like a force of nature. Yeah. And our lives are supposed to be the challenge, mm. the Antichrist, because, you know, like you said, everything we do, we have the plastics, we have the plants, we have the technology that we need to phase out, we have our uh, relationships to our parents, the relationships to uh, our partners. And, you know, this is the big thing. They honestly don't want us to grow up because if we grow up, we're going to get into a real polarity. And what is that? It's a true relationship between male and female. And sexual creativity mm -hmm. is what will make us creator beings. We'll need to work in pairs here. Mm -hmm. And 
to, to be able to stand that kind of intensity, it, it's only possible for adults, people who are physically, personally, emotionally mature. And I yeah. mean, I'm not there. I'm not completely emotional mature myself. I'm at 90%. Yeah. I mean, hello, I've worked so hard, you know, and this is where, in my opinion, the true alchemy will, will, will be because this polarity will kind of bridge um, duality in a way. And this polarity between, between male and female is very connected to red phosphorus, by the way. Red phosphorus has a lot to do with sex, um, you know, not as a... Is it... Is it, is it sex or is it actually um, to do with sensuality because it's the senses it's the the body's everything and it's the feeling and the touch and the emotions connecting everything to me to me i experience lovemaking now as more a sensuality rather than sexuality do you know what i mean rather than just a a physical act oh yeah uh, it's oh yeah all, all the senses my emotional senses my intelligent senses my physical senses it's a it's a full-blown multi-dimensional multi-physical multi-sensory sensual experience for me but this is how it should be but most people are not able to experience that kind of thing george because you need to have physical integrity you need to feel yourself as a person to actually be able to be the male pole in your case and you know i have to be the female pole if you're not a grown-up there isn't even that kind of chemistry. You can't even build the chemistry up. And then if you're not physically fit, so to say, your nervous system can process all the sensory input. And I'm, I'm, I'm serious here. I mean, literally, you can't process sensory input. I got to agree if you with haven't, you. Yeah. you ha- if you haven't been taught as a child to really integrate sensory input, it's not going to work. And how is it going to be that kind of experience if it's not possible? And this is what I'm saying. True. And I don't mind the word sex, you know, because to me, this is what I'm talking about. You know, you may not like the word, but to me, this is what I mean with exactly what you said, but it's our creative power. And yes, it's supposed to be enjoyable, you know, because if symbiosis is uh, disturbed, one of the characteristics of a failed symbiosis is you can't fend for yourself meaning you struggle with money you can't find the relationship that's right for you physical touch can be a difficult or intimacy can be difficult you know all the basics in life that should have been established until you're three years old they're not in place for many of us and i'm saying many of us are quite proficient in one you know, one area and they're okay. Like money, for example, is not my issue anymore. You know, I've transcended that pretty early on, but relationships are. And this is the nature of not being integrated. It's not right to be advanced in one topic, but not in another one. It's not integration. So this is why it's not working because we're, we're having those, these dissociated abilities and our bodies are dissociated and they have one function here one function there but it's not integrated if we're not integrated we can't become adults if we can't become adults we can't become creator beings because how 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 do we make children i mean this is just one expression of being a creator being absolutely yeah it's it's about power 
Mm. It's about wielding power. And of course, we will have, or we did have, and we will have the power to move matter. Mm. Of course we will, because mm. this is creation, but we need to be mature to be able to do that. I mean, look at what happens if you give bazookas to three-year-olds, which is happening. You know, people yeah. have the, the red button and they're three years old. And I mean, and they're not even consistently three years old because they're all splits. Yeah. They have all other kinds of splits going on there. And it's, you know, just because some contracts are in place, we're not dest fully destroyed yet because there are some contracts even they can't override, right? Absolutely. That's the whole reason. I wholeheartedly agree. You yeah. know, it's people, I mean, a lot of people I know, and see, this is how symbiosis works. They say, oh, there are good guys watching out for us. And I'm saying, maybe. I'm pretty sure there are people who have our best interests out there. But that's not the point. The point is the contract. And we need, we need to live up yeah, to these they, contracts. They say, they say, oh, there's good guys watching out for us out there. From the point of view is they don't have to do any of the work because they're going to be exactly. exactly. And I say there's good guys out there. Yeah, they're supporting us energetically, but we yeah. have to do the work. The real what? comrades, the real allies, the real family are not going to go and interfere with our process. They're not going to do that. Exactly. Otherwise, they're going to disempower us, and they know that. Exactly, because they are mature. They understood. If anybody's that... going to be coming in to save us, then you exactly. know they're imposters because exactly. they are breaching natural law because they're yeah. the ones that are here to save you because yeah. they want to disempower you. Exactly. And now imagine, and this is where I say, this is the hard work. Every person that you save, you or I save, is a symptom of us not being mature. Mm. And I know, you know, we have the urge, we want to help. I mean, I have compassion. I would love to help. But I'm not allowed to. I'm disempowering a person. I'm taking away their choices. I'm disrespecting their choices. And I'm keeping up the charade. And to me, that is very hard. It's okay for children. Like I said, children, completely different. Of course, I have to make choices for children. I have to, you know, give them free gratification. This is what it is to be a child, right? Real children. Talk about tiny ones. Now, Every single person I try to save, and this is getting more subtle and subtle every day. I am just being exactly what I'm trying to transcend and to fight. So this is what I'm saying. It's the hardest thing I've ever done is because I have to constantly monitor myself and say, am I trying to save somebody? Am I trying to manipulate somebody into doing what I want? Because I feel I don't deserve it or because I think I don't have the power to do it. And it gets more subtle and more subtle and more subtle. And this is what I think is so important. Being in the know about the matrix is one thing. If yeah. you don't do the work, you are completely agreeing and working with a matrix. Oh, yeah. No matter, no matter how good your intentions are, the road to oh, hell it's is your actions that speak. with good intentions yeah yes you know so you can be informed you can be you know 
read on the internet. Can you say that last quote again? Because I jumped in and interfered with it. The road to hell is paved with good intentions. And no matter how good your intentions are, you'll get the payback for your actions. So if your parents say, oh, you were acting on good intentions, maybe. But as long as you're an adult, intentions don't count. Like take a little child and the child paints a painting and it's really ugly, really ugly. But you say, honey, oh, that's so beautiful. It's important to tell a child that, right? Now, grown-ups want the same kind of treatment all the time. They want to be treated for their good intentions. And they always like, oh, I was meaning, well, you have to, oh, you have to excuse me. I was meaning, well, well, maybe. And I, I grant you that you, you didn't want to hurt anybody, but seriously, the outcome is pretty much the same. And this is what you need to be responsible for. You need to take up responsibility for everything you do, no matter how good your intentions are. That's same, same for me. And, you know, sometimes I think I shouldn't have done that. I lost energy there. And every day, every day, and it's not, you know, there's no fixed construct. This is what everybody wants. You know, the, the perfect recipe for doing that. No, it's a choice by choice, day by day thing. And you need to make the choice every day, depending on the circumstances, depending on the perspective, things may be right or wrong, depending on the perspective. And this is another symptom of symbiosis. Guide me. Tell me exactly what to do. Well, this doesn't work. The process about you knowing what you have to do in your life, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I can only facilitate that. Don't throw it on me. And then people come, especially patients. But you said, you said, well, first you didn't do what I said. That's the first one. And the second one is you need to take up the responsibility. It's not about what I say. It's about you. It's about what you do. You don't want to change. That's up to you. And more and more, I'm saying, I'm not going to work with you anymore. I don't want to waste your resources or mine. Wow, fantastic. That is brilliant. You know? And I feel the same way. I can't do it for anybody. Everybody has to do it for themselves. And, you know, I get the odd people that have done my courses. And they say, oh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. But everybody who comes from an authentic place, it works. Of course. Right. right? So it's, um, that's, how, that's how it is. It's, it's really that straightforward. And you're, I think it's the same for every, um, I'm not, I don't even want to use the word healing modality because they're no. not. These yeah. are alchemical processes, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and I'm finding what's emerging now is that it, none of them are going to work unless you yeah. come from a specific place within yourself and you yeah. are ready to actually go through what you have to face yes. within yourself. And so your yeah. own personal alchemy is directly linked. It's like we're not doing yeah. biomagnetism. The moment we find an issue, we, yeah. the first place we go is then diving straight into the emotional trauma that's attached to it. Yes. Right? Yes. And yes. it's just amazing. And then I've got to do the work right there and then. Exactly. Right. And yeah. And I mean, another thing is I say, I mean, I love homeopathy, right? And it doesn't yeah. matter. It can be magnetism. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter. However, it's, it's however, and I, yeah. And I always say, actually, those methods are expendable. All of them. 
if you if you really boil it down, it's your personal work. Now, if homeopathy supports you in this way, kind of opens doors for you that you yeah. can go through, or if you do I've got, I've magnetism, got homeopathy, you know. Yeah, yeah, Sushla. Schüssler, yeah, that's yeah, uh, yeah that's uh, tissue salts, yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, you know, it. This may all be helpful, and I'm not saying don't do it. I use it. You use it. Use it at the right time, at the right place, with the right kind of mindset, with the right kind of, you know, you need to know and at which part of your journey you're at to to use certain things. They will do harm in one place, and they will help you in others. And yet, you actually don't need anything of this because it's always going to be you mm. always going to be you. the only thing that needs to come from the outside for now is nutrition and that's the other thing that people forget if you don't get proper nutrition and i mean on a macro and a micro scale none of this will also work because for now the only way for us to harvest energy is still with a consumeristic streak really? we need to accept that part of ourselves we need to accept, if you incarnate, you just need to accept, I have a body, I have needs, and I need to eat, and I need to eat certain things. And I need, you know, supplements because it's not in what we eat, no matter how organically you eat. And this is something you need to know. It's just, this is whatever else is transitory. The food for the moment is not. We have to go through the alchemical transformation and then we may be able to harvest energy from somewhere else but we will never get there if we don't accept that for now we need to eat and i'm going to say we need to eat meat i know people are going to hate me for that and i don't like the idea i think it's perverted it's obscene to eat animals but for now my body needs it and i don't know anybody i really apologize for that observation i don't know anybody whose hormonal system is healthy without eating meat. And I can smell it. I, can, I have the ability to smell hormonal health. And I smell that. Mm. And I smell it, especially in males. I'm a female. I'm growing up here. I'm in my puberty, George. Mm. I'm in puberty. So I'm very interested in how men smell for the moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And I can tell if they smell right or not. Mm. And yeah, like you know, people this have the ability to tune into a body and I can yeah. see the energy field of yeah. the body and, and go straight yeah. into where there is a dis-ease or a, yes. a health issue. Yes. So you yes. have that ability through your ability to smell. Yes. Oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that yeah. about you. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also have, you know, I can also tune into problems like that. Mm -hmm. I don't have a visual thing about, I mean, I'm a very visual person, but I don't have visions about that. Um, but yes, I have the smell thing and I can, awesome. you know, there, yeah, there are hormones that are easier to smell for me, like oxytocin, which is connected to symbiosis mm -hmm. and testosterone. Like, seriously, I can tell you how much testosterone a guy has from smelling him. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and you know, we all have that capacity, but it's been suppressed. So we're all, you know, Every female is looking to kind of get this hunky testosterone guy, you know, it's, it just can't be the only thing, you know, different things need to be there, you know, uh, vasopressor needs to be there, which means he can connect, 
all these things, I'm just saying we're all controlled by it. And it's important that we reclaim this power and know it's part of our, you know, this humanity, this physicality, this instinct, well, animal. Know, I've, got a friend, I've got a friend who, um, you know, Belinda, who's got this great quote. And yeah. uh, her quote is, spiritual perfectionism is a grand distraction from being human. Exactly. I love from Belinda. It, I mean, yeah. From what it means to be human. And I, you yeah. know. She's an amazing woman and she yeah. just nailed it with that quote. Absolutely yeah. nailed it. And yeah. I just, um, and people really need, need to take heed of that quote yes. because we are being turned against our own existence. This is the program. We're being turned yes. against exactly. what it means to be a humane being. And we need yes. to celebrate our humanity. Yeah. And because the human vessel is um, is the vessel that, you know, uh, is facilitating us to be able to go home. Yes. You know? This is yes. the exit point. Um, yes. And this is what's on offer here. And the gods are going to do everything in their power to try and turn us and all of the extraterrestrial associated ET empires and interdimensional empires, they are all going to do their best work to turn us against our own existence, our own mother yeah. planet. It is yeah. disgusting how they're going about it. They're throwing everything yeah. out they've got yeah. at us. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, embracing, like the other day I had a bit of a sweat up and I just went and I had a smell of myself and I went, oh, wow. And I took notice of my own body odour and what that yes. smelled like and, yes. and what I was like as a, you know, my, my yes. you could say my physiology, my, my yes. um, animal nature, you know. Yes. And, yes. and I just, I was just like really, just really getting into it. And I was like, wow. Yes. And, and yes. there's days, because I live in a subtropical climate. So, you know, yeah. there's days when I can do that and I go, mm. and then I go, how's my body today? How's my body smelling? And it's yeah. like, wow, you can actually tell where you're at yeah. and how yeah. acidic you are and how balanced you are by the way yeah. you smell. Yeah. Yeah. And what people really forget is that a well, uh, satisfied symbiosis leads to your ability to attach mm. okay to really connect and there's a very big physical component to attachment this is where you know that your sensations and everything comes in um because attaching to a physical being of course there are different degrees of attachment okay you won't be super intimate with just anybody but say your closest uh, people in your life, you know, friends, I mean, you're going to hug them, right? And the, just hugging somebody for 15 seconds will release oxytocin, which means the connection is intensified. You're hearing the heartbeat, you're breathing together. These are the things that physically, in a good way, entrain us to attach. And we're so disconnected from wanting to smell the other person, wanting to feel the skin, you know, our heartbeats together synchronized. And I mean, you know, I can now see how it works with my nephew, who's just very small and he is a great parent. So he's not being butchered up, you know, from a young age. And I can just tell how, how sensual he is, how much he craves um, physical content in a good way, you know? So uh, you know, when we would sleep, for example, and, and, and he would sleep in my bed because he was really young and he would just crawl over when he was, you know, just looking for something and he puts his ear on my breast 
to hear my heartbeat because he, he knows how to do this. Many people get frightened when they hear a heartbeat. Mm. I mean, this is how, you know, how dissociated we are. And he comes and, and he smells, you know, you can tell he smells me. I smell him. I can tell if he's healthy by smelling him, mm. you know. I, I walk into the room and I say, hmm, not sure about this. And, you know, he smells me. And I know he, the other day he licked me. And, you know, this is kind of like, what is he doing? And actually he said, you don't taste so good. It was huh? summer. It was yeah. a, you know, it was a summer day. And he said, well, you don't taste so good. And I said, good for you to notice, yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I was like, look how, how genuine uh, these little kids can be if you just let them. Yeah, yeah. And, and they can provide you, know? you with some really like, you might have been detoxing something on that day and. There might have been you know, metallic taste coming out. Of you, know, like, you know, you know, you know, and now, and now we come back to sex and we don't have all of these mm. dimensions at our disposal. Of course, mm. it's just going to be either stress release or procreational programming, you know, in the way they want us to procreate, you know, driven by the pill, by the way, you guys have the pill inside yourself too, right? I mean, you drink the water, it's there. Yeah. So we're all being kind of, program to procreate the way they want um preferably in a petri dish very soon because many women can't procreate on themselves anymore i mean i see this in my practice every day so oh, wow. you know yeah and this is what we have to do we need to reclaim all these dimensions and it starts with the physical this is what i'm telling people you want to be a spiritual person start with the physical reclaim your physical body go out of symbiosis become emotional mature become mentally mature, then comes spiritual maturity. And with maturity comes autonomy. There's and you're no right. Everybody's around. leapfrogging the emotional intelligence and maturity, you know, the, the mental, personal. Yeah. The personal. And I just want to the go physical. To spiritual. Yeah. Right. Because this is Luciferian. See the whole idea of discard the body. This is Luciferian. While the reptilians are like, yeah, get a lot of sex, drugs, and rock and roll. The Luciferians come, oh no, just be love and light. Just, you know, transcend your body. Don't eat meat. Don't have sex. And if you have sex, do a Tantra way, you know? And there you go, the two poles both are disenfranchising us and we're in the middle and then comes the technical intelligence said i have a solution for both of these poles want to have it yeah. you know <laughs> and we're like I think, Oops. I think i think what you're doing here too is helping the uh you know the fanatical christians discern between what they call satanism and luciferianism yes. because they yes. group them together and it's not like yes that. yeah and I mean, of course, you can say that the matrix in itself will bring us the light if we get the message. Mm. It doesn't mean that I agree oh, yeah. with it. And it, it's yeah. seriously, I'm the last, the, 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 I'm the last person to agree with Satanists' uh, practices, black magic. Like, honestly, I'm the absolute last person. However, if you look from the meta perspective, every challenge, like I said, our life is the Antichrist. Every piece of the matrix is there to support us in our discovery of our true power. So yes, even Satanism, as bad as it is, as much as I don't agree with it, it's playing can, an important role. Yes, it's, it's playing an important role with supporting us in growing into who we really are. So 
you know, all this externalization of, you know, oh, you know, I'm being chased, I'm being attacked, whatever. I always tell it, you know, I have one client and she's very challenged in a way. And I say, see, people who have a, an easy soul journey, they start at video game level one. <laughs> Little chal, you know, few challenges. It's easy to go through, but the payoff is not so quick. And I said, you are starting at level 36, but just imagine what you can get. And this is how I see myself. My challenges are a lot stronger and a lot more difficult than maybe another person who ha- may have, uh, have an easier life. You know, I mean, my life has not been easy, not on any level, but what I'm getting here seriously in one lifetime is, wow, it's amazing. Totally. wholeheartedly agree with you. Hey, um, Katya, I'm going to say it just feels like uh, it's time to wind it up now. Yeah. You have been incredible in your sharing. Um, I don't know if you realize how much time has passed, but you know, we're, I we, did. I'm just amazing how fast it's gone. I know my cleaning lady is going to show up here. <laughs> oh, crikey. And um, so, where can people go to explore your work further and get in touch with you? And uh, yeah, you know, um, I'm, I'm already in line to have a session with you. So, I'd, I recommend yeah. people that, you know, um, yeah. at least entertain yeah. or consider that opportunity. So yeah, yeah. People just want to have a look at your work. There'll be a lot of people interested. Yeah. In yeah. Yeah. Story as well. And the background story. Yeah. 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 So, okay. I have basically two websites. One website is more about the philosophical implications, you know, the, the big picture, so to say, and then I have a page and that's already up and running and it's integral evolution. That's about my integral practice that I developed. You know, it's really, it connects the physical with the mental, you know, it really respects evolutionary steps. So this is up and running and people can go there and I will, you know, give you the details later. And then I have off the beaten bliss which is my, you know, philosophical page. And that one I will have to build up, uh, you know, within the next couple of months. And I'm transitioning out of my regular practice, you know, that is concerned with hormones. And I will be transitioning out of this um, within the next two months. And this is when I want to do this full time. So if people are really interested, please leave your email address I will have an offer up really soon. And that's basically an evaluation. It's not going to be treatment, but it's an evaluation. Where are you at? How good are your systems running? You know, how good is your personal integrity? All these things, where should you go next? And so I ha- I'll have this up pretty soon. And my practice, you know, I have a practice team. They will be able to take care of some people. And we're just building up the international structure for that you know, it'll it'll take me a little while and I will personally also work with people that I feel um, are really on the same life path. So please go to Off the Beaten Bliss. I will give you the details. And from there, you will be able to link to Integral Evolution. And there's a lot of information out there yet uh, already. And, um, And then you can just leave your email address if you're interested. And I will tell you as soon as I have a, you know, a real offer out there for you. Uh, that works internationally because this is important that, you know, things work out for you internationally too. 
Wow. That is fantastic. And I love how yeah. your creative process is just, um, it's just, um, <laughs> it's doing that. It's fantastic. And, and your passion and you just love what yeah. you do. Um, and so excited. Yeah, no, totally. It's gorgeous. So thank you again for um, having the courage. Thanks. Uh, having the passion, having the fire, having, uh, uh, I'm going to just say that, that natural um, adventurous spirit to come onto Superwoo Radio and, and show us who you are, the things that you love, the things that are important to you and share your wisdom and knowledge with us. And I know I'm, I'm just so much more awake and aware now um, and, and I feel more comfortable with my place in this world because I've got to interact with you and, and feel your energy and understand the knowledge and the wisdom that you share and understand your journey and where you're coming from. And, you know, and you and I have had, um, you know, interactions, you know, uh, going back through private sessions and just talks yeah. and, and we did a big yeah. small talk before. So, yeah. um, you know, people are going to get to know you more. Um, and we're going to have you in there on the community resources too, because that's going to be great. A, a, a really you. growing space. And as people know, there's the, you know, the restructuring has happened um, yeah. from the We Are Infinite website to the new website, uh, ourjourneyhome.earth. I just love Yay. that I got that URL. And you know, it's um, it's very exciting what we have created and continue to create, and all of us together now are co-creating, and we're cross-pollinating, yeah. and we're all supporting one another, and this yeah. is the emerging community building the new reality in this world. I love yeah. It. And thanks well, so for being thank, a part of it. yeah, and thank you for you know just being a part of it too. And I'm so excited and amazed again how our processes are kind of unfolding in a parallel way. So you're rebuilding your stuff. I'm kind of transitioning into that. I'm just so excited to be able to share more because seriously, I have pages and pages of notes, you know, that I haven't been able to do because I've been stuck a little bit in my old paradigm. Yeah. So I'm transitioning out of that. And I just know, I just want to give out as much information as I can. Of course, I will also, you know, give people tools, some of them personal tools and then stuff that, you know, they can do by themselves. And I'm just, so 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 excited about this and i'm so excited to see how you know our work kind of comes together because it is coming together it way. is yeah absolutely it is yeah we are all um dovetailing and and congruence and co-creating and yeah. i just love it all those really yeah. beautiful harmonious words yeah all right katya thank you again my heart to yours really appreciate you being yeah. you know on Super Woo Radio because it's back. Ah! Yay! <laughs> All right. Take care of yourself. Much love to yeah. you. Yeah. Much love to you. Speak to you soon. I'll speak to you soon. Bye.